welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. I hope that the podcast finds you well, as fitting, and always thank you so much for allowing Authentic Conversation with Kim to be a part of your day. Um, So the internet got broke for a brief moment, and as you guys know me and have um, listened and had the conversation with me, you know, my favorite comedian, I never shy away from saying it and um, supporting him, and in my mind, y'all heard me, he could do no wrong, and as I watched um, intensely and listened and um, viewed the segment, I found it to be... um, powerful and strong on many different um way in many different ways and I think it's interesting with the climate that we are in right now that we are mindful of us of men of our abilities and And so I say that to say, and I have to share with somebody as much as I support and love men and love, you know, the church and, you know, support the church and support truth and support morals and values and all that stuff. I recognize that we are still transforming and developing and growing and you know, so I'm never in my mind as a hundred percent as we are. I always leave room, right? I leave room because again, we put people on pedestals or we go hard for people. And when they mess up, when they falter, when they're tricked, when you know stuff comes out, when whatever, then we kind of backpedal it. Then there's no support, there's no this, there's no that, or we're scrutinizing everything. And so I give him a 95% only because he's still a person, he's a man, and I I never want to get caught up in following or supporting or, you know, with anybody in the sense of, again, they are God. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm careful about that. So because of that, I had to take a definitive stance and say 95, right? I'll even go 97, 99.9, you know what I'm saying? Kind of thing as far as a man is concerned. And with God, you know, 99 and a half just won't do kind of thing. But I just want to say that. And it's just such a temperamental time right now. My goodness. And when I think about the conversation that is being had and about truth and about recollection and about what happened and about why people are doing what they're doing and what influence they are under and what influence they've been, it's just like, my goodness. Because for some reason, when you think about humanity and you think about mankind and you think about how everything is formulated that there has to be a leader 
and then it has to be followers and it has to be a team and it has to be collaboration and it has to be support and it has to be unity and it has to be this that and the third and all of this stuff and you just want to make sure that whatever it is that you're supporting whatever it is that you are applauding whatever it is that you are standing with and standing by and you know that is the right thing because you know lines are being drawn and you have to you know they say if you don't um, believe in something you fall for anything and if you don't have an anchor if you don't have something that levels you you know it's easy to have you big headed or have you you know um follow the wrong thing or support the wrong thing or be involved in the wrong thing and then feeling like even if you were even if you did for a moment in time support something or whatever with the people with Jim Jones like you had people that traveled with him and went I want to say they went to Ghana 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 I want to say they went to Ghana but you had people who went and got on a plane and went over to Ghana but when the reporter went to interview them they were trying to leave so all the people that went are not all the people that stayed. And so when you think about the fact that at what point do you, as an adult, as a person, make a decision of, okay, we were going this way and now that I see it's going left, like I'm not in support of it or I'm not with it or, you know what I'm saying, ain't no love lost, like I'm out. Like at what point do you do that or do you go down with the ship like the captain's supposed to go down with the ship, not... The, the passengers, you understand what I'm saying? So I think about that and that we don't know how to make that distinction of what's right and what's wrong anymore. And then when you somebody says, okay, well, that's not right, now you're sitting here telling them that they're judging a situation and that it's okay, and it's like, uh, no, right is right. And wrong is wrong. Period. And I don't understand how we've gotten to a place to say that, you know, and I mean, scripture says that, you know, it's a way to a man that seems right. No, that's not it. To the end, it's destruction. Or, oh, it is that a man has exchanged the lie for truth. And I had a minister say that to me years ago, and it's in the Bible. But the fact of the matter is, in my opinion, he went left, right? And when he went left, it was like, hold up, wait a minute, player. Like, ain't nobody following left. Ain't nobody doing that. Like, when did we say it's okay and justify going to hell and living in hell for something that is totally left? Like, you have been doing the most. Like, you're going beyond what is even acceptable for fallacy. Like, you're going beyond what is acceptable for relationships. You're going far left from accountability. You're going so far from... was to be seen as righteousness 
And the sad thing and the scary thing is that because there are so many people who have not willed themselves to discernment and willed themselves to I'm not playing and willed themselves to it's not okay that you're leading them astray. And understandably, regardless, they're going to be held accountable for following. They're going to be held accountable for participating. They're going to be held accountable most definitely. But leadership bears the greater responsibility and I believe the greater penalty for having led somebody astray or having manipulated and lied and um, beguiled people to believe that what is wrong is right. And of course, we had a discussion, well, who are you or who am I or who is anybody to determine what's right and what's wrong? Like, make that make any sense because something has determined whether it be law, moral law, you understand what I'm saying? has determined. And of course, they change laws in order to justify things. They change scripture. They change all kinds of things to justify what it is that one is doing or how one is doing. And we've gotten to a place I don't knock it, ain't my monkey, ain't my tree. If you like it, I love it, you know, to each his own kind of thing. But it's interesting that how what's right can't be the influencer, but what's wrong is a heavy influencer. And of course, it's based on how you were brought up, it's based on how you want to live, it's based on how you perceive, it's based on your interpretation, it's based on a lot of things individually, right? And then that forms the collective. The Bible says that the wheat and the tares grow together because there's a story. And the story is that this man had planted a field and the devil, somebody came and sold wheat amongst the tares and they grew and they were growing together and you can hardly distinguish the wheat from the tares because they look very, very similar. And so the the guy who does the yard or whatever, the farmer is like, well, do I just pull out the wheat and he's the tears? And he's like, no, because if you pull out the tears, you're going to pull up the wheat. And so God says, no, I'll separate the wheat from the tears. Let them grow and I'll do the separation. And over the last few days, I'm sitting here saying to myself that truly there's a God. Truly he says high, truly he says low. Truly he knows everything that is going on and happening in the lives of creation. Truly he has his hands upon those that would stand for him and speak on his behalf and truly we go through life aiming to figure him out and figure ourselves out and figure each other out and figure life out in and of itself and the complexity of it and how can I love God and be 
not right? How can he love me and I'm not right? How can there be a God and all of these horrific things are happening? How can there be a God when, you know, again, you have people who say they for him but totally are not with him? Or, again, I'm trying to work this out of my life and still be bothering them. Or, I don't bother nobody and yet they still bothering me. Or, I'm not a hater and yet and still I have a plethora of them. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of those things. Or, I'm just trying to do the right thing and it seems like every time I'm trying to do the right thing, the wrong thing is happening. Or, again, why am I sick? Or, why am I broke? Or, why am I... Whatever it may be. Because it's the life and the complexity thereof. And how is God in it? And what do I do? And this is Kim personally in order to feel secure in my relationship with God and my relationship with people and understanding the complexity of life and who do you join with? Who do you walk with? Who do you listen to? Who do you, you know what I'm saying? Trust. Who do you um, acknowledge as being right and righteous in the journey of life? Because at our age, you know, it's like the people who you thought was riding with you decided to hop out the car. And the people who you never thought would ride with you is out there, you know, sitting there talking about you need this, you need that, you need this. You know, and how interested it is. And then you got these people who supposed to be for you that are totally not. Like, it's just crazy. And I find myself sitting here really like, oh my goodness, like, it's something greater than us. And that we have to get an understanding of it in order to be able to survive what we gonna have to go through. On the real, the real. And that he is able to deliver. He is able to set free. He is able to heal. He is able to keep together and to give peace. I know people that are going through divorces now. I know people. I just saw this video and I was just like, oh my goodness. People are horrible. And sleep well at night. Like, I don't get it. Or again, you have the race and the gender and the religion and all of these different components. And God bless the man and or woman who has it balanced. Because that's what it looks like it needs to be. Because you can go all the way left. And then justify it. You know... And again, I can't even be mad because we all got choices. I can't be upset because people make decisions. You know what I'm saying? Like you like how do I really be mad at a person who decided whether again ignorance, whether again being beguiled, bewitched, or whatever, whether again having their own motive operando, whatever, that you decided that you were gonna go left on somebody or left on God or left. 
much as we want each of us, because you want each of us, everybody. I'm not like this utopia in my mind, but it is definitely a farce because the wheat and the tears grow together. It's definitely a farce because there's evil in the world. It's definitely a farce because because we get to decide and we get to make up our own minds. And we get to choose. And you pray and you want to make the right choices. And for any of us to say that we have always made the right choice, that would be a lie. But to be honest about it, to be honest that, you know, I didn't make the right choice that day, you know, or I had my own thoughts about how it was going to turn out. And I realized at some point it wasn't going to turn out the way I thought it was. So I made another decision. I tried to clean it up, tried to fix it. I said, sorry, I repented genuinely. I turned from it. I left it alone. I decided I didn't want to be bothered or it left me alone. Whatever. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. And having character and having consistency in character, I think that is the biggest, the biggest, what is it, floss? The biggest to have consistency in character. How you switch up after all these years? Like, where they do that at? It's a difference. Like, I've always known you and I've always known you to be who you are. But now you're going to switch up and sometimes this person has always been who they are. And now here we go trying to say that they something else when the whole time they was who they were. And then we upset and we mad because they never became who we wanted them to be. Now, when it comes to the entertainment industry, you know, that's a big old beast. And yet, and still, there are people involved. And that's where my compassion comes in. That's where my heart comes in. Because there are people involved. There are souls. And again, we, you know, the fanfare of them getting us happy and keeping us happy or whatever and producing every time. Whether it be ministers too. Like, they have to, Sunday after Sunday, bring a word, bring a message. You know, they have to visit the sick. And they have to do this and that. And then they changed it whereas they've delegated those responsibilities. So, you know, they get more or less some, they, 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 it's more lenient on them because their responsibilities, they have delegated. But when you have certain, you know, jobs and certain positions you know, entertainer, all he had to do is entertain on the regular. Like, that's just what he do. You know, he might have to sign autographs and stuff like that, take some pictures or whatever, you know, do some interviews. But a preacher, like, his job is supposed to be totally different. And so I just saw there was sending, they was putting something out about a um, church for the New Year's because that was the thing. You go to church and you bring in the New Year in the church. And they literally had club music playing. That's not a judgment. It's like, dude, like, that don't go together at all. 
And I seen one day, it made me think, I seen, I was at this church. Oh my goodness. So I was invited to this church. I went to the church. And and I tell y'all, like, I've been in church a long time. So I've seen different, like, storefront churches, mega churches. So from a storefront to a mega. So you can imagine everything in the middle. And I went to this church, and I was in the church, and they had cameras, and they had lights, and they, oh my goodness, they was doing the most. And the first lady, and I heard you only were supposed to call them first ladies, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway, she gets up, and she's singing, Tina Turner, what love got to do with it? Excuse me, what? What love got to do with it? Love got everything, hallelujah, to do with it. And you know I love me some Tina Turner. But not the right, this is not the appropriate place for that. Because love got everything to do with it. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth shall not perish but have everlasting life or eternal life dependent on the version that you read. What love got to do with it? So you grac- graciously sit, but you mature enough and wise enough to know we not attending that again. Like, uh-uh. And then we feel like, again, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's a time and a place and to, you know, I'm not going to say check people, but to allow them to know. And the question is, if somebody is to tell you that you out of order or to tell you that it's not appropriate or to tell you it's not a good look or to tell you it don't fit, are you wise enough and astute enough to say, okay, let me take this and and make any corrections or apologies or you know rectify the situation why are we doing what we're doing if there's no different there's a difference and it's supposed to be a clear difference and there's no longer a clear difference and I think that's where the problem comes in that if we monogamous there's supposed to be a clear difference in monogamy and whatever is counter to monogamy if we are mature what he what Paul said was it Paul Paul first Corinthians I just found out he wrote like 14 books out of the 27 in the New Testament well I didn't find out I just was recall a recollection I recalled it but anyway because they got Jeopardy Bible and I Jeopardy Bible Jeopardy and that was good I'll I be I'll be I'll be flossing it y'all I'll be flossing it but anyway um yeah he said when I was a child I spake as a child but when I became a man I put away childish things. Clear difference. Clear difference. You good? You good? No, you good. Pardon. Clear difference.
interrupting my podcast. You see, see, see. And there's not a clear difference on some of these platforms. And that's where the discussion is happening. That's where the ambiguity is. And you guys already know I don't do ambiguity. I need clarity. Somebody said today I asked too many questions. I said I asked questions because I want to know. And my thing is, if it can't handle the tough questions, first of all, it's not even built to, to stand. That's first of all. Second of all, why would you have a problem with somebody asking a question for them to be feel safe and secure and to want to invest and be involved? That shouldn't be a problem. When you when people don't want you to ask questions and people are, um, oh, you being a bother, so whatever. Um, that is totally, um, and that's the thing I thought about. It, ain't nobody trying to get to red flags. How about there's so many other colors before red that we don't even want to get there. You know what I'm saying? Red means stop. For the most part. But you can't ask questions no more. You can't inquire. You know, there is no time for that. Let's just hurry it up. Are you serious right now? Because you trying to pull a wool over somebody's eyes and you telling them not to think for themselves. or And that's the thing I thought. So there's this movie, um, Ease By You. I saw this a few years ago. But one of the, it's a scene in the movie where the little girl and her sister, um, her older sister, the little girl saw her dad doing something. And I'm not going to give the movie away to get a chance to watch it, watch it. But anyway, and so the older sister tells the little sister, no, let me tell you what you saw. What? So she literally erased this whole child's memory of something she saw her dad doing because the older sister really like loved her dad and didn't want him to have this bad image or whatever for the little sister or just period so she just told her what she saw and it's a frightening thought that we can't be people of truth and honesty without having somebody want to cut off our heads or silence us or again put us away or don't want to f with us or mess with us or deal with us because again your spirit bothers their spirit or because it seems like it's more of them than it is of us or more of them than it is of you and a lot of people have conformed and not been their very selves or you know compromised just just the way they was brought up I'm not even talking about principles or bible or anything just what they mama told them not to do just what they daddy told them not to do When they talk about selling, and again, I'm beyond my spiritual pay grade or whatever, 
They said liars and cowards shall go into the lake of the fire. And most of the time, it's because it seems at the moment, I guess, that it's easier. Most people lie out of fear or they lie out of, you know, manipulation. puff themselves up or whatever and you know like my homegirl would say my friend of me you know truth is stranger than fiction and so we are brilliant in the sense of being able to think for ourselves and being able to distinguish right from wrong and to be able to Say, remember when they what is it, Sesame Street? Three of these things are not like the other, or one of these things are not like the three, or whatever. And be they they taught us that at a young age, like it don't go together. It ought not. It don't go together. And for somebody to sit there and say it go together, and don't get me wrong, I love you. Just like we said, we love. I love you. I love with love everything. I love you. I love you enough to tell you the truth. I love you enough and love me enough not to be sitting here in lies that is going to end up, you know, again, revealing itself at some point, regardless of when we dead and gone, regardless of years from now. And then we sit here and argue and try to justify it. That, in my mind, is crazy as hell. How do you think that's going to turn out? People get choices. And I'm not knocking nobody choices, especially if I've been, I've been, I clearly have been entertained. Trust me, clearly. That's their job. That's what they supposed to do. I have clearly been encouraged. I have. And you take the meat and you throw away the bones. And, you know, again, it's interesting too, because the question is always, does my personal life have to align with my professional life? And in my opinion, I think you can't separate the two. But apparently, you can. And again, it doesn't discount a person that has gifts, talents, or with or whatever, only because gifts are without repentance. Or because I studied the craft, I did the work or whatever, and I'm able to do it, and then I have my personal life. And but certain certain jobs, I believe that they do go hand in hand. They do certain jobs. They do go hand in hand, and it goes towards your credibility and your character for certain jobs. 
that you a singer, you an actor, and all this other stuff, and you out here wilding or whatever, whatever, your ability to sing and carry a note and all this other stuff is nothing to do with it, whatever. But you out here talking about Jesus loves you and to turn it other. I just saw a minister the other day, and it's so interesting. Well, no, matter of fact, tonight. And I saw him, and he was like, I throw hands. How you throwing hands when Jesus said turn the other cheek? That don't go together. And don't get me wrong, I'm not nobody preacher. So if I want to throw hands, I can throw hands. I don't throw hands. I'm too grown, and I feel like I shouldn't even have to be fighting at my age. Not the point. Have we all gotten there? No. Do we all need some help? Yeah. Will we go there? Yeah. It's easy to go there. It's easy to smack fire out of somebody, in my opinion. Not hard at all. On site, whatever. I get it. But what you are perpetuating, what you're saying is you're giving people an out not to, not to follow or aim to follow that in which we say we preach or what we say we teach or what we say we're supposed to do. Because God said vengeance is his, he shall repay. So I don't have to fight. You understand what I'm saying? It was times when he was like, you ain't even going to have to fight in this battle. That part I got to learn. We have to be careful. Or again, you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, but these same people, if you walk away, they don't, they, they want you only for what you can bring or the fact that like I just saw um somebody talking about you want likes and then you doing anything and everything to get likes because pride of life lust of the flesh lust of the eyes it's the same M.O. It's never going to change. The devil is never going to change or be able to change his M.O. That's what it is. And I'm just amazed at myself and most of us who still trying to think that it's a whole new different. No, it's just packaged different. Because now I saw another one talk about, you know, you get a platform and now you think, no, I don't, I don't think I'm the scholar of all scholars. I'm scholarly. I have obtained, but I'm always open to learning and having a conversation, coming to the knowledge and being understood and to have understanding about whatever it is I talk about and for us to be better. Don't ever get it twisted. I'm thankful for the platform. I'm thankful for the listeners. I'm thankful, you know, again, that somebody would respect me enough to even hear what I have to say and to share what I have to say. Yeah, I'm thankful. I'm not trying to blow up on podcasts. It's not that serious for me. You know what I'm saying? Again, as you always recall, I started as an outlet and I started it because I wanted a voice. And where I was was not providing that for me. And people do have something to say. And people do have something to share. And some of the stuff is crazy. Some of it don't even make sense. Some of it make a lot of sense. And we have to be able to discern through it all. And so even in this season, in this year, you know, I'm like, oh my goodness. Because again, thank you God, hallelujah. You see it's always two sides of the story, two sides of the coin. 
You have people that will go all the way. And I'm a fan of loyalty. I'm a fan of it. Loyalty is a wonderful characteristic to have. I'm a fan of it. But not at your own personal demise. That's crazy as all get out. Jesus was loyal, but he was coming to victory. And he knew that. Judas was loyal, and he ended up having to hang himself. We need to know the difference. We really need to know the difference. So it's an interesting um, time. They broke the internet, y'all, for a moment. And I was like, oh my goodness. And not so caught up in... how it's going to happen but the fact is that it's happening and this is our time to make decisions on when we're having a conversation how we're having a conversation what we're feeding on you know what 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 gems we're taking away what are we seeing in it that is you know prevalent towards life and growth and betterment for the human race. Yeah, I find it interesting too. Well, you know, they shouldn't be whatever because they're the... You know what? And and I concur with the statements of the fact is this ain't got nothing to do with you being a woman or me being a woman. It's It don't have nothing to do with that. It don't have nothing to do with you being black and me being black. It don't have nothing to do with that because character... Loyalty, morals, values, all that stuff is beyond gender and color. Satan don't care that you black or you white. He don't care that you a woman or you a man. He care that you got a soul and he don't want it to go to heaven. And that was another discussion. Oh, people so concerned. Oh, I'm not so heavenly bound. I'm no earthly good. But there's things that you do and don't do. And we used to have reverence that we don't have anymore. We don't have it. And to pretend that we do, it's like, boy, bye. You more concerned about being glamorous Than being genuine. And it's funny because you said all I got to do. All you got to do. We seem to. And and this is in respect to the church. is holy and without Jesus Christ and the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross we would never 
have access because of a fallen man. I didn't create it that way. It is the way it is. We have to acknowledge that. That Lord have mercy on a sinner like me. But God didn't come to do what he did or do what he does in order for us to continue to act like we ain't got no sense. Don't tell me it's about us being right as far as our fellow brother when your brother is up here trying to play you or your sister is coming for you. So now I got to get right and I got to act right even though you sitting here trying to do the worst and do the most. So you can have feelings and you can feel some kind of way about stuff, but I'm not supposed to feel no kind of way or or, or have anything to say about nothing. So you just, <laughs> you just go and do what you want to do to people and they don't get to say nothing. That's some major audacity. saw this video the other day and it was cartoonish and it was this couple and there's they had a horse and as they were journeying when they weren't on the horse you had people say oh they don't know how to ride a horse then when the man got on the horse then somebody said oh He treated his wife wrong. Then when she got on the horse with the man, they was like, oh, they doing the horse a disservice by riding the horse. Then when they got off the horse and then he put the, he's like, oh, you know, he put the wife on the horse. Then it was, oh, he henpecked because he let her ride and she walking beside the horse. And it's like, well, dang. And we do, we have that scrutiny of outside looking in and saying what we're doing wrong or how we supposed to be doing stuff. And then we looking at other people's life and saying how they supposed to be doing stuff. And again, that's, that's basic in the sense of what people perceive to be happening, right? But when you know what's happening... then you are more able to definitively say, okay, that's not right, or that don't go together, or that's not a good look, or that's not edifying, or that's not beneficial. You do, you get to say that. And then govern yourself accordingly, because I do know, but for the grace of God, go out. People are only a decision away from certain instances. And some people have been through so much stuff that it's not even a thought in their mind to make certain decisions. Because they made those decisions a long time ago because of things that they had already experienced. 
And then you have people who already had that decision in their minds and then they got the opportunity in order to now walk in that decision. And then we don't want the consequences thereof. I saw something that's talking about the grace and the mercy. That's what we live in. And it's not for us to abuse it. It's not for us to take it for granted. And I think that is a part of what has happened. And please do not get me wrong. I'm very mindful of this. When you have people who have not made a profession of faith, or not participating in faith, not going to nobody church, not saying nothing, about God, not sitting here talking about scripture said this or whatever, you can't hold them to that standard because they not participating. You know what I'm saying? But for the ones who are, you hold them to that standard because that's what they say they are. That's what they say they participate in. That's what they say they doing. I can't sit here. You sit here. You see me. Like, I made a decision a while ago. I wasn't going to cuss. I think I said hell earlier. But I wasn't going to cuss, cuss. You know what I'm saying? I can cuss. I know I cuss. I'm good at cussing. But I didn't want y'all or me to feel some kind of way about this podcast. And then you're like, oh, my goodness. It's not not being authentic. It's just it's not appropriate for what I'm aiming to present or what I want to do or how I want to do it or how I want to present it. And the fact that I'm able to do it without using profanity. Now, please don't get me wrong. At any moment, I could decide to use profanity. That be may be perceived as going left. I may not have people listen. I may offend somebody or something like that. And for any time of any offense, I do apologize. And then I have, that's the decision I made. Then I have to roll with that decision. I have to rock with it regardless of what the outcome thereof is. Everything you think, you ain't supposed to say, help me, Lord. Everything you feel, you ain't supposed to act on it. Oh, my goodness. But that's maturity. That's growth, right? Everything you can do. It says all things. You could do all things or everything, but it's not edifying. How is going to benefit you or me if I do if I cuss it might make you laugh it might be tickling it might be very poignant like it may be I, I got a podcast like sometimes you need to cuss might be very very appropriate for the season and the moment and the time and the person or whatever but I refrain because I choose to refrain and Lord help me to continue to refrain and if I do not refrain lord have mercy on me and help me to go back to refrain it but it is what it is right and we're still trying to figure it out but i do think it's a right and there's a wrong because you said i have some friends some some believer friends you can't curse around them if you curse around them you can't say heck hey anything close to because it's but it's say blessings and cursing proceed out the same mouth so we're capable of doing it 
he ain't saying to do it. It's just that you're capable of doing it. We are capable of doing all things and everything and anything. But should we? And again, if we do certain things that are not the best or the best practice thereof, and it offends somebody and it hurts somebody and it leads somebody astray, how do you rectify somebody following you for 20 and 30 years? Having this anticipation, this expectation of you, and you're not the real thing. Or they've been hoping for 30 years that you would be something that you never actually became. Or it never evolved to something better. And now as God wills, 30 more years are the same thing. Nah, player, I don't think so. So part of my little interruption. Um, but that's just some of my thoughts for tonight and what I was thinking of. Lord have mercy, they broke the internet. Imagine my face.